0: good
1: Welcome to I Said No Gifts, I'm Bridger Weiniger. My life is in shambles, we're, you know, we're recording here amidst the rain disaster that I've been living through the past few weeks, I'm now dreading mold, I'm just, there's an underlying dread in my mind at all times, so you're going to feel that throughout the episode. You're not going to be comfortable, you're not going to be at ease, Uh, so just... uh, Please bear with me. Uh, we have to talk to today's guest, and it's—he's kind of making history on the podcast. He's the first guest to return for a full episode.
2: Unbelievable! It's—who uh, knows how this happened? It's Jeff Loveness. Great to be back in the cage with you, Bridger. <laughs> Can't stay away. Yeah. How? I mean, where is the damage? Jeff. Where? Because I've been here before. Doesn't look too different. <laughs> He's fleecing you readers. That's why he wants, I mean, you've seen all the GoFundMes, the vigils. Send donations wherever you can. I have a mailing address. Got I have a Patreon. You've got church groups driving trucks here to drop <laughs> off supplies to you. I'll take whatever, in
1: whatever form, I'm grateful for any donation, anything you can offer. Um, okay, so the the flooding is in
2: my office, my back office. Oh, yeah, yeah. Slash, man cave. <laughs> Wait, well, right. Well, yeah, we got, we have new guy moves to talk about. The yeah, last episode was all about guy moves. I think Terry well, Hatcher came up. <laughs> Terry Hatcher. There were several
1: celebrities that I'm kind of kind of after, yeah, trying to sure. marry. Um, but it is in the office, and th- this happened last year. Mm-hmm. Last year was like a, maybe a six nervous breakdown. Right, right, this right. year, because it returned in the exact same way, this was probably a 10. You got to stop
2: putting your PlayStation 5s there.
1: <laughs> like All right under the that's... floor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just lining the floor. Well, I'm running a business. I'm scalping them on eBay. And <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but it was flooding. And I bought a, a wet vac mid flooding, a nice wet vac because I didn't, Borrowing one from my dear friend Sarah Tapscott, and hers, uh, God bless her, not a great wet vac. Small, shut down about every four minutes. So when you're uh, vacuuming up water, having to bail it out every four minutes is difficult. So I went and bought a $100 one at Home Depot, and I told myself I'm going to keep the receipt. If need be, Mm -hmm. if it gets serious enough, I will break out the big wet vac. Mm Mm-hmm. It was very bad, and I refused to break it out, uh, to the point that Jim kind of overrode my authority and uh-huh. got the wet back.
2: I'm assuming there's a photo of you, like, above the register at Home Depot by now. <laughs> <laughs> like, they know not to serve you. <laughs>
1: Do not allow this man to return a single other item. Uh, but, no, I, I won't be returning it because, thank God, Jim kind of got in the way of me, my money-saving...
2: Right. Nightmare. Abil- uh, no, I'm the same way. Don't you always get like the cheapest possible thing? It breaks or betrays you, and you spend four times longer trying to like, eventually buy the normal price, and you're, God damn it. Now I bought two of them. <laughs> I can't get the small town kid out of me. Like, my oh. dad's like the hole in his jeans, like a wrench falling out of it. <laughs>
1: It really, I mean, it's every element of my life. My car insurance, I recently had to send the car to the garage because of uh, the hit and run. I mean, my life, I'm essentially Joe. But you commit point. one?
2: What happened? Somebody
1: hit my car and ran, uh, and so it was in the shop. But, of course, my insurance wouldn't cover a uh, rental car because I'm paying for the cheapest. Insurance. Every uh, element of my life is yeah. <laughs> bad, and it's because of me. I have
2: no one to blame but myself. But also, it's not your fault. Like They also don't do this stuff in like other countries. Like, <laughs> right. You don't have to, like... If I was in Portugal...
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, you'd be living like a king.
1: I would have a rental every day, just a rental of whim. Dating Habsburg
2: after Habsburg, (laughs) just
1: in the upper echelons of Portuguese society. Um, Yeah, so you're back uh, Mm -hmm. less than a year since our last recording. That's right. Feels desperate.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, well, I feel, I'm actually desperate on your end, I feel like there was, a, the, the, I got booked very quickly, which made me think there was a cancellation. Something went very like, wrong. I'm on, like, on a talk show, when it's like, and tonight's guest, Jason Alexander. <laughs> You're like, wow, this, okay, I feel like, uh... I feel like Seacrest dropped out or
1: something. I'm circling the lot. Um, I mean, it is less than a year, and last time you were here, you were kind of doing the, the end of the heavy lifting of this movie. Right, right. And... Despite my best efforts, they're now going to release the movie.
2: You've been waging a campaign against Ant-Man
1: and the Wasp I've been doing everything I can. Uh, but they are, I believe, a week after this, two weeks after this episode releases. When is it?
2: Bridger, this is stop one on the press tour. So I want you to, I mean, you've seen the film.
0: You've seen, I've
1: seen the film. have seen the film.
2: I'm buzzing about it online. Uh, oh. Uh, early, early reactions.
1: I'm buzzing, buzzing, buzzing. Uh, hated it. Yeah.
0: It's, well,
2: yeah, that's fair, that's fair. <laughs> Didn't know what was going on. <laughs> You've not seen any of the films before.
1: Well, in my defense, I don't know what an ant is no. no so no, that, no. I, I struggled from, uh, moment one. Um, no, this is, uh, I demanded this be your first stop.
2: Yeah, of course, yeah.
1: You're getting, uh, the premiere will be soon?
2: Yes, it's in, uh, I think it might, I mean you know, like probably a week or two before the movie comes okay. out, I'm getting my red carpet looks. You've got to get red carpet was, ready. <laughs> what should I do? Like, what? That's a lot. I mean, there's a, there's a great deal of responsibility yeah. with that. Every male celebrity seems to be wearing like a weird, like, <laughs> coral reef suit nowadays, <laughs> like this pink velvet or something. Like, what right. Ch- or like, you got to wear those really tight, you're in a pool, like a GQ shoot in a pool, and, like... Your suit is just dripping Show off of you, up wet. I want to do that on the red carpet.
1: I can picture you extremely wet on the red carpet, just weeping soaked, and soaked.
2: Yeah, next to Michelle
1: Pfeiffer, dripping on Michelle. You look great. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it is. Uh, the red carpet thing seems very difficult. You can either go too small or too right. too large very quickly. So you know me. I'm minimalistic. I'm simple.
2: Part of me just said, Jeff, wear a suit. <laughs> <laughs> but then it's like, oh, who's the slob on the red carpet? You're next to Paul Rudd. You're next to Jonathan Majors. These are stylish men. I'm You've got to show them up. Gonna, yeah, I need to show them up. You need all attention on you. I want to wear like those 1920s movie starlet gloves. <laughs> and, like, long cigarette. <laughs>
1: This is a very glove-focused podcast. I can definitely consult on gloves, uh, but uh, what are you leaning towards with cost? Or not co- well. Let's say costume. I think yeah, you yeah. should <laughs> think of it yeah, as a I costume. Should dress
2: as moda. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't even. Have, I don't even own a suit right now, which is not even a point of pride. I like. I had one at H and M that I bought when we used to work at Kimmel. And oh, like, sure. I think I grew out of it, or I got fatter, or something mm-hmm. happened. Like I, I, so I don't have a suit. I need to get one. It's um, uh, there's really no reason to have a suit. Not when you're creative like us. Uh, no, no. no, not no, when you're in no. the industry. You just Unless show up in whatever. I do feel this bad. Feel like oh, my father is going to die. <laughs> I, like, have to rush home, and I don't have a suit for my father's
0: funeral.
1: That, that is for me. Like, the next time I buy a suit will probably either be for some event or a funeral, yeah. which is not great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a funeral uh, aisle at Target. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's about 11 a.m. on a Sunday right now. We should be at church. That's if we true. were at
2: church, we probably would own suits. Hey, but uh, that's why we have this podcast to talk about our atheist <laughs> theories and some, some videos I've seen on the Internet. About uh Christopher Hitchens uh, doing some (laughs) doing some debates, let's say, does not go the priest's way. Growing up, your church—would you dress up to go to church? No, no, it was like it was like NorCal rural, kind of like I don't know, like Dutch Brothers coffee shop environment. I don't know, like yeah. What does that mean? I don't know what that means. Do you not have a Dutch Brothers where you were? They're uh, just arriving in Utah. Oh wow, like a plague! (laughs) Like like they, they showed up so quickly. Yeah. I'd be curious if the NorCal accent transfers over, like catch how many hellas or like, I forgot if I said this on the podcast. It's like a phrase that's burned into my head from like, Dutch Brothers is just like a drive through coffee shop where everything is just syrup and like, but like, it is a cool place if you're in like a youth group to go to. And like a guy said, you pulled up and he said, sup bra, what you sippin? Oh my (laughs) God. It was real. This wasn't ironic. It was like pure 2005.
1: That feels like you have to put so much work into even saying yeah. that aloud. What's up,
2: What you sipping? <laughs> doesn't even It's a coffee shop, it's not like a surf shack, but I don't know. So just uh, kind of casual wear. Yeah, more like jeans or khakis oh, or like a collared shirt, but nothing too fancy. Okay.
1: Yeah, Unless, we had to dress up, you know, suit or tie, dress shirt, dress pants. The days I was preaching,
2: I would dress up. Did you ever oh. did, did you ever do youth-led worship? Did no. You oh. What does that mean? <laughs> Well, the youth take charge. The kids yeah. take over. Uh, <laughs> kids cook dinner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I mean, you get, like, forced into doing, or, like, you want to do little, like, sermons about, you know, Sermon on the Mount or something, uh, but, like, sure. the most egregious one I look back on, I went to preach I was in, like, eighth grade. I went to preach at the homeless shelter. Oh, wow. And I think back to, like, who is this asshole coming up? Horrible teen. Yeah, this eighth grader telling them to turn their lives around (laughs) or you don't get free (laughs) soup tonight. It's awful. (laughs)
1: Little monster. Oh, boy. Um... I'm just remembering now that we went and saw the Left Behind movie with Nicolas Cage. Did Do you remember really? that? I can't remember it. Well, it's because the movie was so unbelievably dull.
2: Yeah, I would have, was So that was based on the Left Behind books. Yes. And he played the
1: pilot guy? Or? I think so. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we thought it was going to be a good time. And I remember it
2: being extremely boring. Yeah, I can't even remember who was the Antichrist, which that's mistake oh, number one. Oh, and it wasn't
1: Nick Cage?
2: No, I think he was like the hero. Was it Treat Williams? Probably. Okay. He's probably in there. But like, you need, there aren't enough good post-apocalyptic thrillers in the religious sense these days like i need more christian vhs 1993 political (laughs) thrillers
1: yeah i love when there's an antichrist figure kind of an evil slick man
2: yeah High status, like, tell me this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> tell me this, Christian. <laughs> like, when they address you as Christian, you know, it's like, oh, no. <laughs> he's kind of palming a pocket watch. <laughs> and there's always, like, the 90s technology of what the Mark of the Beast is. It's like, soon, with this barcode, everyone will, like, <laughs> what? He's hacked. Like, he's got the net, and if everyone has this website, we'll have the Beast.
1: Have you watched the show alone? No, what is that? Okay, so about... I think about six people have recommended it to Uh me at this point, uh and that's kind of the threshold for me. I need that many. I ignore the first five people usually when something is recommended.
2: Check out this game, Hitman,
1: on PS5. (laughs) You'll
2: really love it, Bridget.
1: But by the sixth person, if I have nothing else to do, I will finally Uh cave and consume whatever thing they've recommended. So we started watching Alone. It's this thing. I don't know what year it began. Some mid-tens, early-tens, I don't know, teens Uh, they drop ten so far, just men in Mm. the wilderness. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're all alone, and they have to survive as long as they possibly can. They're survivalists. They're bush, somethings.
2: Uh, Like the family, or they're like Australia, the bush, like in Australia. No, uh, there's a term. It's like bushman or bushman. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, yeah, yeah. Expert survivalists.
1: Uh, and they're just trying to make their way, uh, through life in the Vancouver wilderness. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Where they uh, shoot the flash,
0: and stuff.
2: <laughs> like, that's Every
1: CW, pretty, yeah, show. Pr- pretty tame environment. They're <laughs> just trying to avoid CW stars. They're everywhere. They're, they're background actors. <laughs> ah, shit, it's Batwoman. <laughs> <laughs> they have the crew here. They have a permit. They t- they make up a large part of the Riverdale <laughs> cast. Um, no, it's uh, they're trying to survive, and it's fascinating to watch. One guy was out one day in. Now they're like we have. Th- Two people left thirty days in. Mm-hmm. One of them is consuming mice. This oh. man is regularly eating
2: mice. Sure, I, I, mean, ca- it, it, I have to look away from the screen. Does he cook them? Is it like? Is he just eating them raw? Like a vamp? <laughs> like in the vampire movie, they always like get an animal fast when they can't <laughs> eat a human yet. He's cooking them. Okay, but uh, I he's. Oh, I don't even want to
1: talk about it. It's so disgusting. I have to look away from the screen. He has traps set up all over his camp. He checks them every morning. Uh, all I've seen so far is a tail sticking out from the trap, and I turn away from the screen. Oh, boy, yeah. Uh, At that point, nothing is worth... die go home just die yeah, yeah. oh if you're near vancouver take a bus they have a phone to say i'm done with the show yeah.
2: so just get out like you're not proving anything like people on television are watching you eat a rat like you're not <laughs> no one's rooting for you at this point i wasn't rooting for this guy from uh, day 1 he was so obnoxious
1: yeah. so now that he's eating mice i'm just i mean i actually i'm kind of happy that he's kind of really hit a rock bottom but he's surrounded by water go get some fish <laughs> there are so many other options you know, back Backseat seat survivalist here, Richard.
2: <laughs> Water. Yeah, we I've, uh,
1: well, I've read Hatchet. <laughs> yeah, of course. I've seen a lot of Survivor. I'm sure I'd I would be fine.
2: I feel Hatchet comes up every time we speak. <laughs> like <I'm it's>, <laughs> I feel we've spoken about that book we were like mandated to read. Did we it's,
1: talk about it on this podcast? Probably oh, It, it the all listener's blurs
2: Screaming. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or squealing with delight. <laughs> Hooting and hollering. Yeah, it's a scream or a squeal when it comes to this show. <laughs> uh, yeah, Hatchet, I think, is If
1: you uh, were born pre-probably 2000, you have read Hatchet yeah, and experienced that uh, thrilling story. I've read the sequel, The River.
2: He dies in this one. He He dies immediately. He doesn't have the hatchet, and he drinks weird water (laughs) in a still pond and just shits himself to death. You just follow his family's grief for 200 pages. (laughs) He really tested fate, like... We'll give it to you. That first adventure really cool, man. Like you pulled it together. You shouldn't have taken that second wobbly plane out of the Alaskan wilderness. I
1: believe this one he goes with an adult who immediately has a heart attack and dies and then he's trying to get down the river or something the right, poor right, thing, right. you know. Uh, you you're someone who does a lot of traveling, a lot of hiking that sort of thing, but I don't feel like you're a camper.
2: Uh yeah, like I mean, I'll do it a little bit, but I, I think I enjoy more of like the, yeah, well, no, I guess I do both. It, 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 yeah, you go trekking, you have a little tent, you stay there, but right. I guess I do like the, I guess I call them like tea houses in Nepal or like the the Alps. There's like little lodges you stay at, not right. not like fancy places, but like little like wooden buildings and like there's a fireplace inside and all like the little backpackers can talk and stuff. Uh-huh. That is kind of fun. I it, That you do feel, I mean, it's all, you know, they're all just tourists and we're all walking around but you do have that feeling of like, oh, I'm traveling. Like I'm in a little inn. <laughs> like I'm in the Fellowship of the Ring little uh, yes. inn with all the tall people. Such and an experience. There's loud Australians everywhere <laughs> and you get sad and like the, the internet doesn't work. That, yeah, camping, I feel it's like you're trying a little too hard. <laughs> okay. Trying it, I mean like, Unless you're going into the back country and, like, you're actually by yourself. Like, you're in a parking lot, basically. Like, you're in a parking lot with trees. And, like these, At these national parks or state parks, you're just next to screaming families or, like, serial killers. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think camping is a little overrated. Oh, well, it, but
1: that's probably true. I mean, every, I, I start to crave camping about every three years and then I do it and... Immediately, I'm like, "What am I doing?" Camping when it's like part of the journey is fun. It's like mm-hmm. I'm going here and I'm camping to necessary, yeah, yeah. But like going else. out
2: to camps, like, what are you even? What, what are you? You're eating beans like out <laughs> by your car. It's not good. The last time
1: I uh, camped, uh, we had quesadillas. Did you – oh, did you have like a stove or what did you – Well, I went with guest of the podcast, John Milstein, oh, who's very good at Oh, he's uh,
2: great. He's actually camping. good. He's yes. actually good at
1: this stuff. Yeah. So he uh, he kind of led the way and he had all of the quesadilla ingredients. I chopped up some peppers uh,
2: and uh, so there were no – actually, I think there were beans involved. There, sure, of course. You yeah. always have to have a bean. have to. I, he's, like, he, I, I, I admire him and, like, fear him. He seems actually good at, like, outdoorsy stuff and, like, buckles and putting He stuff thrives in it. Yeah, I can't do, like, the technical stuff. I'm a coward and I'm weak, mm-hmm. so, like, I can't actually strap things together. No, like no, the, no, 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 The straps on the back of the backpack, I have no idea what that's for. <laughs> they will kill me one day. Do you have any practical skills? Right, an Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, probably, because <laughs> <laughs> that's the biggest practical skill, uh... No, I can't think of any. Like what's an example? Are you it's able to like sail? You have a little project around the house
1: you need to take care of. Food. A little uh, no, let's I'm, say you have a friend who's got a
2: leak. Right, right, right. And they need that to be repaired. I mean, I can like wrench a few things, but no, I'm I my dad is really good at that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am not I just feel weak and terrible. Like It's not even funny anymore. Like, it's, it's not even, it's not the 2010s anymore. This isn't New Girl. Like, you can't be this kind of fun guy anymore. It's like, no, no I'm just weak and I have no skills. That's how I feel. There was a
1: period where I could kind of skate by right. having, but now I'm like, oh, it would be wonderful to be
2: able to do anything. Actually, like, I just started, like, just attempting piano and even just these, the baby hitting the keys, I'm like, wow. I'm actually learning like a life skill here. But that made me so sad to where I'm like, I'm 33, I can play maybe, maybe like a seven-year-old and I felt accomplishment. I think that's like, the bar bar is so low.
1: Okay, I'm patronizing you. It's it's embarrassing. So I have I have work to do. No, I think uh, how far into piano are you at this point? Are you playing
2: both hands? A little bit. Mainly, I'm just mainly focused on the right hand right now. Treble class. Trying to get the yes, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to get the scales. Trying to get all the keys right. Trying to get like the you know what black keys go with what key. Mm -hmm. Little system you do like one two three one two three four. Right. I'm kind of learning the code. You know, I'm kind (laughs) of learning like the game of it. And you're um, learning to on the left hand. Are you learning any chord formations? Not. Uh, man. Oh I'm, boy. I, I, look, I'm I'm two weeks into this Bridger. I'm learning two weeks. I'm learning "You're So Vain" by Carly Simon. I'm accidentally learning the Lord of the Rings theme on piano, and That's you stumble impressive. across it. I'm an ear guy. I like to. Okay. I like to hear it. So you're not uh, you're not doing much uh, sight reading. No, oh oh god, no, <laughs> not yet. I'm, I'm working on that. I can do a little bit. I have the acronyms. But, uh, okay. Do you ever just like noodle around? Do you like make little uh, make little themes? Make little.
1: Occasionally, I will. Uh, when Jim's out of the house more often, right. and now he's probably going to secret- secretly record. <laughs> well, he already is <laughs> <laughs> for other purposes, yeah. <laughs> divorce this sort of thing. Um, no, I I will tool around and I have a good time. i despite. Not, I mean, ending lessons in eighth grade, I can still form chords. I know what keys go together. I also remember something about every good boy deserves fudge.
2: Yeah, yeah <laughs> e or does G fine. Does, does yeah, yeah. fine. Deserves yes. fudge is a, that's a very Mormon twist on it.
0: That's a, it's Mrs.
1: Ziegler taught us every good boy deserves fudge. And what does that even mean? That's E.G. every good Uh, B, D, F. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's
2: like a major scale or something? That's just like the treble clef uh, right-hand progression going on. okay. Uh, But I'm not quite sure what the term is. But, like, Tilda Swinton says that to you before you get (laughs) cooked in an oven or something. (laughs) Every good boy deserves much. It's a good rule of thumb. Yeah, yeah. And it's fun. I did realize, like, writing these kind of movies, like superhero movie scores are pretty like elemental and simple in a fun way it's like you kind of know how a batman score mm-hmm. goes or a superman and so it's fun just to write really dog shit versions of superhero <laughs> themes to, that you'll never show anyone <laughs> but it's like hmm that's my little kane the conqueror theme just for me <laughs> and like it gets you into, i found it like gets me into the mode where i'm now writing a movie with like 50 characters i'm like ooh it's my little uh like I feel like She-Hulk <laughs> theme here? Like I, I noodle it out. I'm like, that's just for us. <laughs> I think
1: Marvel should uh like there was the Snyder cut. There should be the right. loveness score of <laughs> Ant-Man. where you should score the entire film on the piano. And half of it is me just messing up and going, fuck!
2: <laughs> <laughs> Trying over again, like shit, fuck. <laughs> Get the C sharp wrong. <laughs> You, I think the fans have got to start a campaign for that. You really should write Avengers, like, with me. I want you to take <laughs> the wheel, like, what, carte blanche, you're a $2 billion franchise, <laughs> what do you want your Avengers movie to be about? How's it open?
1: Well, I famously have said that uh, I want a superhero movie, uh, whether it's the Avengers or Spider-Man or the X-Men, it's just like, a day they go to the mall. Yeah. Just like we see what each hero does, what store they dive into, uh, suggesting outfit ideas, mm-hmm. maybe, you know, fight in the food court. Right.
2: What is Beast up to? Right. <laughs> what does right. Kelsey Grammer Beast do? Well, he, he, he would be, be
1: furious that B. Dalton has shut down. Yeah, of course. Um, well, he's the smart one. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I know my character. See, this is, I'm pitching myself to ride <laughs> the Avengers. I know superheroes. Um uh, that that would probably be for me such a pleasant movie to watch just watch these characters interact with each other no thrills no fear <laughs> no thrills uh, just simple a uh, simple plan of going to the mall and being friends
2: yeah is is that asking too much not an i mean it it, it it uh it's terrifying bridget <laughs> <laughs> I, you want I don't know. I'm in the stage now where, like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> like, I'm sitting there and I'm like, we've made about 50 of these. Like, what <laughs> if, uh, yeah, I guess the world could be in trouble? <laughs> that could be. <laughs> I mean, what characters are still a lot? Well, you, you probably can't even reveal. I'll reveal everything. Any, any, <laughs> sp- truly, any spoiler you want right now. I want to get eyeballs on this podcast, man. <laughs> you want Iger
1: launching you into space? Yeah. P- oh, please. Yeah. Um, I mean, I assume uh, Spider-Man is
2: still alive. He's around, yeah, yeah. I think he's, he, you know, he he went through a big deal in his movie. He's still around. I think everyone's on the table. I mean, who, like Iron Man died. He's gone. Okay, I assume he costs fifty million dollars to get. So he's gone. <laughs> Captain America is like a hundred or something. He was right. an old. He was a little old guy. I guess he's off the table. Okay. I think everyone else is more or less around. Oh, no, no. Uh, uh, Scarlett Johansson, is uh, she's bowed out. The she's bowed in out. Did she die or she just... She got thrown off. She threw her... Th- she jumped off a cliff. She I jumped she, off a cliff. <laughs> so we happened. don't know where... She could still be midair. Well, I think she hit pretty hard. She, okay. She, 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 I think she's gone. Okay. Um, I, I, The purple... Thanos... The purple... I know what his name is. I'm acting... <laughs> I'm acting, I'm acting okay, like... Okay, here I, we go. Cool guy. <laughs> yeah, cool guy, Jeff. No, I think it's open. You know, it's all open. And uh, there's a lot of different versions of the Jonathan Majors guy, so you got to f- figure out where to go with him. But uh, so honestly, jump in, Bridger, okay, please. So, no one would even- Is there a chance Captain America, like, fixes
1: a sprinkler
2: system or we see um, Spider-Man thrifting? Honestly, yeah, I would love that for Spider-Man. That's kind of his thing. <laughs> like, he's gotten too high tech with these new ones. Yeah, so, bring like... him
1: down. He goes to uh, Goodwill and is just looking for something fun.
2: <laughs> I would love to get you in one of these. Like we have, like it's it's doable. Like I want to get you as like a guy who's like really annoyed at Spider Man in line. I <laughs> I absolutely want to be just obliterated by a supervillain. Oh, that did I tell you? Like I guess I can say this. Like I was in Ant Man getting killed by Modok, right. and I got cut from the movie because <laughs> it was like, it just didn't fit in the flow. Of what we had? Can you say like what sort of character you were? Or yeah, anything? yeah. I was like, I think I can. I don't know how much to say like i'll be vague i guess but like modok is a big big head he's a floating guy he's kind of a he's an old villain but he's very dumb and very goofy looking and so i wrote him as like this sort of kevin klein in a fish called wanda or like um remember that simpsons episode homer's enemy like oh, of with, course with frank mm-hmm. grimes just like this guy who cannot win and is trying his best but just like dude you're a big floating head it's not gonna work <laughs> out for you so basically i play like a stormtrooper like a little henchman who like clearly hates working for this guy and like it's just one of those scenes what was it like take her away he's like i that's what i'm doing like i don't work for you like i was taking her down the hallway like i of just like talking back and then he blows me up with his uh forehead oh laser oh my
1: god the dream it
2: was a it was a it was the best day i had on set i died like 20 times <laughs> i screamed i squealed and eventually you know, filmmaking is sacrifice. You know, right. had to it didn't didn't work.
1: Did they have wires attached? to You get
2: pulled up into the air <laughs> no, or anything? It was very lo-fi. I did ah, and then I walked away <laughs> to the side and hunkered down in a corner. You could see me in the corner. And Modoc is a big like plastic mold, <laughs> like a gray mold that a guy was hired. His name was Mark. He was like the Modoc operator. <laughs> He would just carry this gigantic head around that was probably 40
1: pounds. (laughs) He's kind of the uh, guy who played Darth Vader. Basically, yes. Who played
2: Darth Vader? Prowse, David Prowse or something, I think his name is. Big British guy. And did he ever act in anything else? (laughs) He tried. (laughs) Did you ever see the footage of Vader before James Earl Jones? No. It's just a big British guy. (laughs) Does not work. (laughs) Even Vader's like acting in those movies, like his hand acting. He's always, like you can tell it's not a great actor doing like a little much. He's always like pointing at people <laughs> and like clunkily moving around.
1: Oh boy. Well, I mean, speaking of villains and mm-hmm. uh not following the rules, mm-hmm. this sort of thing. You were on this podcast, uh, like I said, I was uh maybe 10 months ago. Mm-hmm. You're a close friend. You're aware of what happens on this podcast. Right. Last year you brought a gift. Uh, you brought Capri Sun. You brought Da Vinci Code on CD. Did you find it? How was it? It was excellent. It was excellent. How was the performance? Like, did he do lots of voices? Did he jump around? I would say too many voices. <laughs> uh, it became confusing. But the message was always clear. Something's going on with the Catholic Church. <laughs> it goes all the way to the top. Something's not right here. <laughs> uh, but you know, I. I worked through whatever that was with you. Right. Uh, yeah. I thought we were on good terms. I invited you back to the podcast, thinking maybe, right. maybe this is the time. Right. He's repented. He's
2: he's corrected his behavior. Look, Bridger. Let's be honest. I felt like shit. <laughs> we didn't speak for a year. There was a- after the taping. You were furious. You yelled at me. You yelled at Annalise. I've never seen. Rage come out that way You were crying I mean like You just lost control Well I, it was a It was a moment for me I'm sorry Yeah no And I, I and I kind of internalized that I did a lot of work Um You know I kind of Fucking blamed myself For a lot of it For a long I did time. no work Yeah And uh Honestly I felt horrible And mm-hmm. I thought well I really ruined Bridger's show I really hurt him Then I thought How do you make up For hurting someone What do you do <laughs> Right You get him a gift Oh interesting Um But on the drive over here, (laughs) I realized, Jeff, you've done it again. (laughs) You got this guy a gift. And so this is me falling on my ass, basically, because this is a peace offering, if anything. But now I can see just the veins coming back in your head. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, the podcast is
2: clearly called "I Said
1: No Gifts." We had the the you know the blow up last year. There was the no talking. There Settlement. Was, uh, <laughs> several settlements, uh, and I continue to threaten more suits. My team of lawyers is always you know brainstorming, right. cooking up new you ideas. Have, you
2: have story credit on Quantumania now. Basically, <laughs> you you come up right alongside my name. Uh, it's. Honestly, it hurts. It does hurt. A <laughs> l- it was a lot of work on that. Movie. <laughs> I also got uh,
1: wardrobe by. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, the pain doesn't end. And now the wound has been ripped open. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to tank the ratings again. <laughs> uh, the podcast, I mean, may be canceled after this episode. You can, uh, you know, it's a death by a thousand cuts. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, you have this gift here for me. You showed up just. You're you were drenched in sweat. Stopped you were breathing and yeah. so heavily, obviously panicked. But should I open this gift here on the podcast?
2: I think we owe it to the listener. Yeah, I think you know to oh, ourselves. Okay. Yeah, just um, to be you know honest and
1: true to what's happening here. Yeah, I think so. Okay, well, it's in a brown
2: box. You're always Mm -hmm. bringing me a gift in a shoe box. Mm -hmm. How many shoes do you own? Not enough. (laughs) I I I uh, I, I wear maybe two, Mm -hmm. and I'll sometimes think like, you know, Jeff, shake it up, get like a get this, and I never wear it. And I've I don't think I've it's bad. It's I I gave it away. Okay, well, it's in a shoe box. I'm going to
1: open it here. It's a brown shoe mm -hmm. box Mm -hmm. this time. Mm -hmm. We're opening, (laughs) and I'm finding. A, what has clearly been opened, a box of Bjor charcoal deep cleansing pore strips. Is this a comment on my pores? Is this what's happening it's, here? well, first of all, Bridger, let it's me the say.
2: It's value size also. You're lucky there was anything in the goddamn box. <laughs> Do you know what I thought of coming here? Did you fish this out of doing, the trash? Doing a little bit on your show, <laughs> embarrassing you, handing you over the box, <laughs> and having you open it to show nothing. I had it all planned out, Bridger. I had it all planned out. Ratings through the fucking roof. And then I thought, you know what I know. I just have to look at myself. He's a friend. Don't tank him like that. Don't go for the jugular. What's something he could use? So this is a gift. It's also a cry for help. Look at your nose. Look at the blackheads, Bridger. They are coming out. They're just unleashed. Was it on my bathroom sink on the way I was driving here? Perhaps. Did I need one or two myself? You ripped one off in the rearview
1: mirror. <laughs> I, I, you knew there was going to be a photo for the podcast. You had to get rid of your pores. Oh, red carpet ready. I
2: mean, I, you want to have pores next to Michelle Pfeiffer on the red carpet, my man?
1: No. <laughs> I mean, speaking of the red carpet, I haven't gotten in, at the invitation. Wow. You're keeping me from Michelle. You're keeping me. <laughs> let's just say it. Mario Lopez that's is going to be there. Yeah. What? Why are you trying to stop me from meeting Mario?
2: <sighs> man, that's actually a good quote. Man, I would love to meet Mario
1: Lopez. <laughs> I don't saw you? Mario Lopez several times
2: at the Grove because he used to broadcast live from That's the Grove. That's right. Why? Why don't they? They. Sh- I mean, they should be there. He's not allowed to leave the yeah. Grove. <laughs> you man, wouldn't that be the? Do we ever talk about this? Like the perfect writing job would be like writing prompter copy oh. for Entertainment Tonight in like 2004. I would love. Nothing I feel we've more spoken about this. I can't
1: to I mean, put to put words in Mary Hart's mouth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I he mean, she was, was gone in 2004. He was
2: but- Superman, and now. Like, <laughs> The horse that killed Christopher Reeve—it's at it again. <laughs> Just to do like all the set
1: visits and like all, <laughs> oh, it's a—I—I I grew up
2: on Entertainment Tonight. Yeah. They oh, actually, this is not even like I, legitimately like I—they—they they did a little like E.T. behind the scenes for Quantum, like for Ant Man. You're kidding! And I was like, it did get me like a rush of like, oh my god, <laughs>
0: like. I
2: made a movie (laughs) like it's got the little ET logo and they just show the trailer basically but it's like with someone talking over it you have to send that to me what an honor it really was like of you that and like back at like back home like movies 10 it's like this might be on like the cups of soda like they might have my course oh my god like a movie on a cup of soda (laughs) like I That is, I've reached the
1: peak. Do you know what I noticed uh, in one of those pre-movie things recently, you know, where they show customers or whatever? Of course. Someone was drinking out of a Sprite cup. I've never seen that in the wild. It was a green, no. It was a green cup branded Sprite. They're
2: trying to make it. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 Was this like the movie ad before when like yeah. couples are eating popcorn mm-hmm. and the guy like throws his soda in the air? Yeah, and I couldn't, I was
1: distracted through the entire movie thinking about that Sprite cup. That is weird. Yeah, I
0: don't
2: know. No, no. I, I would love to see one in the wild. I do like a movie theater sprite. There is like a nice cleansing value mm, to it. Yeah. But I, I have never seen a, They have not earned the right. That's a Coke guy. No,
1: that's a, It's always a Coke. Yeah. Always a Coke. Okay. So I've got these charcoal deep cleansing pore strips. Mm-hmm. I haven't used one. I love these, actually. Oh, man. Yeah. I haven't used them in over a decade. You know, my skin. Skin is flawless i'm kind of famous i'm glowing mm-hmm. uh people are trying to find out how i do it uh but i'm always it's almost like a little craft
2: you get to do it is i like a. I have now that i'm getting older like i like a strip mm-hmm. i like a thing you can put on yourself and rip away <laughs> like it does feel like the right amount of sadism and like <laughs> disgusting little like, <laughs> like <laughs> you just slowly take it off and then you break the strip you can't even get the nose strip off you can't even it becomes kind of a plaster yeah yeah so yeah, it's, <laughs> you've been you've been molded
1: i mean this one these ones i'm a little worried about because you know the usual ones are kind of a band-aid beige yeah and when you pull it off you see the blackheads which i think is a little reward yeah yeah. of course it's like oh you're so disgusting this Look one is what like what a dark
2: light or something it's like all black but you can still see the poor oh see- you can see yeah, the yeah, pores. yeah. If any- i would even say they're like stars in the night or something oh, like it's, interesting. A, it's a black strip and like these little wet white specks yeah and i
1: guess it's not we should be you know because this is a science based podcast it's not the poor it's whatever the hell is going on inside Mm. the poor the dirt the (laughs) grime the the build-up of the human body this is one of those atrocious science blogs (laughs) i
2: fucking (laughs) love science those guys (laughs) They make you want to cut funding for science. All those little BBC nerds doing little jokes.
1: Um, Yes, this is a science blog. And I guess it's a blackhead. I'm just getting to it. It's a blackhead. Is that what we call them? I think so. Uh, And I love to do it. And I'm, I'm excited to try it for the first time, maybe as an adult. I think the last time was probably as a teen. Ooh, we got like a deep cleanse coming up then. I've got an extremely deep cleanse. And I wonder what
2: the charcoal does. Do we believe in charcoal? I don't. I think, I mean, I remember charcoal being bad and <laughs> you like bite into it. A, I don't know. Like, char, I think. We, bite into it. I don't know. They have like a. At like a barbecue, or you would, like, have it, or you would smell it, like, and now suddenly charcoal is, like, a luxury item. No longer a briquette. Yeah, yeah, I, I feel, leave charcoal in the past, but, um, <laughs> it didn't stop me. But they've got it in
1: uh, toothpaste now, they've right. got it for faces. Yeah, are we
2: sure that's healthy? <laughs> like
1: and, right, just... it feels to me like something that should be left in a mine it's or something. ash, isn't it? Or it's... Yes. What, actually, what, is it compressed ash? I mean, you're the science blogger. Like for, yeah, uh, co-
0: no, well, let's just No quips for... for this?
2: No little, uh, little let's r- just British assume... Doctor Who quips for the science blog? I'm here <laughs> to learn about fusion.
1: Uh, I've been listening to another podcast called Rumble Strip. Have you heard of this? No, what is that? It's uh, this woman in Vermont just is interviewing people around town. That's it.
2: Oh, that's fun. Fantastic. Like, like old, old like public access radio kind of
1: stuff. Yeah. Right? She's just talking to, you know, an old farmer or whatever and uh, kind of about whatever. They're 20, 30 minutes long. It's so terrific. I That's can't recommend great. it enough. There
2: was this old show called, like, Strangers or something on NPR. Again, I am not, I'm not going very far off the bush of, like, NPR. But, like, it was a similar thing where, like, she would just ask you to send something in and tell the story of your life Ooh. in, like, 15 minutes. And I was like, this is great. It's like, it's open access, you know, call, send in stuff. But like every once in a while, you'd get just a great little story. Wow. And then she'd talk to him at the end of it. And like, yeah, just, you know, everyone has a story, man. Everybody's that got something is, to say. It is kind of the theme of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania.
1: Everyone has a story. <laughs> it's a very, very slow movie. Uh, people are walking out. Let's just say people, uh, you've got to have a lot of patience for this movie. <laughs> uh no that's not I, I mean i haven't let's i mean i've been saying over and over that i've seen the movie i <laughs> simply haven't it's a thrill ride it's a thrill ride
2: <laughs> you know, like, i I actually am I'm without like i'm getting kind of excited now like you know, it, you know if you like superhero movies or whatnot and you know, it's up to you if you like those or not but i don't know man i think it's kind of fun i think and, it's and, gonna like, be a delight and like as as a comedy writer or whatever like i got so tired of like there just weren't a lot of big comedy movies mm-hmm. out or like Or they're all too quippy or like TV comedies, obviously they're great, but like a lot of them just feel like writers writing to other writers, you know, like writers writing for Twitter. Mm -hmm. And I wanted, I just had that thought of like, I'm writing like a big movie that like people don't really know what it's going to be. And like, can I write secretly like dumb and dumber or like that style of joke where it's like, it's not trying to be ironic or taking like a little quip or it's not trying to be a little like. Something that you want to screenshot as a meme, like well, just, like a dumb funny joke that like I would love if I was ten, or like oh. I would still think was funny if I was older, but like, right. like, like Princess Bride or like Dumb and Dumber or like Steve Martin movies, like they just mm-hmm. had like gags, and I kind of miss just gags. I love a gag, <laughs> and, and I'm like movies don't have gags anymore. Yeah, and like you know. It, it, I think it turned out pretty well. Again, you never know. But, like, I'm kind of proud of, like, it's a, it's got weird gags. Oh, and I'm so excited. Goofy characters. And you met Michelle Pfeiffer. I did, yes, yes. Lovely experience. Actually, great. Like, she actually is quite funny, I think. Like, oh, you're kidding. I, like, you have to like, get her rhythm because, you know, you don't expect her to be this, like, comedic actress. Right. But once you found that, to me, it's like... She's like such a high status, like you don't want to embarrass yourself in front of Michelle Pfeiffer, but then you can use that as like, oh, if Michelle Pfeiffer cut you down, it would be the most devastating thing you've ever heard. Razor like, her tongue. Yeah, just like, oh, you're not a man. You're a little boy. <laughs> like, get out of here. <laughs> like she. So like she does have a few like quick hits in the movie that always got laughs in the test screening. And I was like. Oh, yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer is pretty good. We've got to use her in more comedy. Yeah. Let's you, have a you Pfeiffer of, revival. I really there's no time, but like I really wanted to recut the trailer to be like a 1993 erotic thriller. I was like, <laughs> you realize like wait, the movie does have Michael Douglas and Michelle yes. Pfeiffer in it like like we and they're married to each other in the movie. So I just wanted to out of context take like a wife's betrayal. I'm like Janet, what are you doing? And like just that horny Michael Douglas like the movie was foggy <laughs> like everything was steamed in the movie yes. like I love a '94 VHS erotic thriller.
1: That really was kind of the golden age of erotic thrillers. Yeah,
2: it was just incredible. Every and like people went to see him like, Oh yeah, they made two hundred million
1: dollars. Do they? I mean, what was the last erotic thriller that was? Couldn't tell you. Uh, yeah, I
2: couldn't. Couldn't tell. Possibly you. even think of one. I tell you, the next one was Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania. <laughs> <laughs> there, are, there is so much sex, horny in this as film. hell, in the theater. Yeah, people. I mean, you can do anything in the theater. Let me just say, I'm giving you permission. Go to the theater no rules
1: <laughs> enjoy yourself it's a dark room <laughs> uh facial care do you have any type of routine no i just kind of throw a lot of goop and
2: see what happens do you, a lot of experimenting i've been trying i realized like okay i like you know i'm not i'm not old but I'm also not young it's like okay, right. i'm 33 it's like i got i should maybe like start doing things to take care of myself don't know what to do uh mm-hmm. and i got like a goop i try to put on in the morning and what go- is the goop for moisturizing <laughs> don't know i, I yeah moisturizing <laughs> i think yeah yeah there's a to, to soften the skin and maybe there's a night goop that you put on as well <laughs> um where who's recommending you these goops oh the algorithm on like the side of instagram it's like oh, no. man cream or like oh, it, it, no. i'm sure it's just like <laughs> <laughs> the most disgusting jelly that they put out <laughs> somewhere. Uh yeah, like men are very insecure and I think we don't like to admit it or something. So like every gel, every cream is like made for those camping guys. Oh, or, the like,
1: manification yeah, of like terrible. beauty products is Awful. so
2: embarrassing. Yeah. I, I honestly would love to felt taken care of and be tender. <laughs> right. And I'm happy to get a
1: moisturizer out of a beige uh um, yeah, box or Give what it, have yeah. you. Be a man. Embrace it. Like yeah, yeah. Take care of your skin. Yes, but I think we all should be doing a little more care with our faces. Right. I don't know. Your your skin is flawless, Bridger. Thank you so much. You're an uh, eligible bachelor. Would you say that? <laughs> <laughs> Do we still have eligible bachelors? Oh, is that I something wish. society I miss still the does? confirmed
2: bachelor too? Like the guy who just <laughs> sworn it all off and don't ask any more questions. <laughs> he loves the show. <laughs> he loves the showbiz. I don't. Yeah, I got to get better at that. I think I've. I'm slowly working through, I think, my internal stuff and like my, you know, attachment, all that stuff. Right. I mean, this is a relationships podcast.
0: <laughs> it, it is. is guy now. Talk.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to meet somebody. And I also, like, I want to, I got, I think I'm very uncomfortable being paired with someone. I always get very, it's a weird. I don't know what it is, but I feel so nervous being, like, attached to someone. Okay. And, like, the partnership aspect. I don't know. I what always, is it about that that's making you so flighty? I really don't know. And it's, like, an irrational thing. Like, I feel like I need to escape or that I'm trapped mm-hmm. or, like... I re- I'm trying. To, I don't know. I'm listening to a lot of those Esther Perel podcasts. Oh, I <laughs> love Esther. She Perrell. is pretty great. What I is it? Uh, what's that one called? Oh, we where should we begin? Here, yeah, yeah. I just I love. I mean, if I was a better impressionist, I would love to do like an Esther Perel, <laughs> or I would love to play Esther Perel's like dog shit boyfriend on an episode <laughs> who like comes in and is just mean to her or like talks <laughs> over her and she's like clearly in a bad relationship. <laughs> she's a fraud. <laughs> I don't know, but I, I'm working on it. It's like, I think that just means I'm uncomfortable with myself. It might. And so it's like, I need to, you know, it's that it's that cliche of like, you need to be more comfortable with yourself and then someone else can be there. But uh, mm-hmm. if I'm not comfortable with Jeff, no one else is going to be want to be around Jeff.
1: Well, let let me uh, sell you to you. You know how to play the piano. That's true. You've yeah. got flawless skin. You're a world traveler. Mm. You've got a a big Hollywood hit. Ah, well, I we'll mean, see. the listener has got to. What some if it hangs? Like, like, what
2: if it? I mean, like, I've thought about this. Like, ooh. what if I killed the superhero? Like, mate, would that be a blessing or a curse? Like, what if I killed superhero movies? That would be incredible. Jeff, uh, those gags were real bad.
0: <laughs> uh, End of an era.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's like the. <laughs> it's like a government fault. <laughs> like, that like I was sitting there like on set one day. I'm like. I don't know how much the budget even was. You know, these movies are like $200 million. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking, like, I wrote this, like, on my couch during <laughs> COVID. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't think I should tell anyone that I like, wrote this
1: last it minute. It is weird when, uh, like, a movie or a TV show gets made. During the process, everyone's like, there's so much money being poured into yeah. <laughs> it, and everyone's excited. But there's
2: always a chance that it doesn't do well. yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I, and like that, but I, I, I not to, you know, I got to get better at selling stuff too. There's always like, but like, I actually, this, it, this actually is kind of a fun moment. Cause like, you don't know, like it's a, it's oh, yeah. about two weeks before. You're dreading weeks. that moment. And it's like this like thrill of like, I think it's pretty good, but you never know. And it's like, oh, is this going to be like an Ishtar <laughs> thing? Or is this like, have you just so wildly over, like, are you too deep? But I don't know. I think I'm willing to bet. Like, I think Jonathan Majors, like, brings it in a way that is, like, he's just fun to watch. And then, like, I think it's goofy and fun. Paul Rudd is great. Like, yeah, we'll see.
1: We'll see. Well, I feel like after your appearance on this podcast, I mean, it's going to get the bump. Clicks through. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
2: the bridge you're That
1: movie pop. has nothing to worry about after the release uh-huh. of this episode. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> Avatar Watch Out. <laughs> Jeff, I have a... Uh, look, I don't want to steer us away from this, but there's... I've. I want to do something, yeah, uh, something a little uh, unconventional, something that hasn't happened on this podcast before. Uh, I'm going to stand up. I'll be right back. Oh my God.
2: wow. Okay, he's moving.
1: My God, Jeff, I have a gift for you. Oh, Bridger. Yeah, I. Uh, there's a card here. Oh, and this is, and this is for first. this is for on air. This is on air. Oh God, uh, listener.
2: I knew something was up. I knew you something was up. You felt there was an
1: electricity in the air. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, I thought I have to put up a defense this time. Uh-huh. I have to protect myself. Okay, so they this is call. this is actually a uh, and I said no gifts card. Kind of tacky if me. Can be purchased online. So but, okay, so this is <laughs> this branded, is kind of promo this
0: is
2: branded content. Okay, I okay. <laughs> These are
1: the only cards I had in my house. Uh
2: but, uh, yeah, I wrote a card for you. Wonderful. It says, thinking of you, and now hopefully you're thinking of me. Otherwise, the money I spent on this card was wasted. Okay. Bridger, excellent. Excellent card. Jeff, now I'm giving you a gift. I can do whatever I want. It's my podcast. <laughs> Yours, Bridger. This, this is like when an axe swings <laughs> in and kills me. <laughs> the gift so, of
1: death. Yeah, uh, I thought, of why not get Jeff a gift? Would you like to open it here on the
2: podcast? I would love to, Bridger. Oh, thank you so much. Ah, uh, ah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> this is it's something called, we've talked about. It's called Seize the Moment: America's Challenge in a One Superpowered World by best-selling author, Richard Nixon. <laughs> and you know what? Great picture of Nixon on the back.
1: Excellent picture of our favorite author.
2: I was at the Glendale Goodwill as
1: I do, kind of browsing a few weeks ago, and I came across this book. Uh was shocked. I mean uh, I didn't realize that Richard Nixon was uh Uh, best-selling author and you open the book and the first couple of pages it says
2: other books by i'm looking at that (laughs) right now he's written eight other books and one is called no more (laughs) vietnam which that's a pretty good idea nixon (laughs) whose idea was that (laughs) yeah this book like i haven't
1: read uh anything else other than that but like at a cursory glance you would almost think that he had never been president, that he was just a best selling author, like a John Grisham.
2: Tom or something. Clancy, yes. yes. <laughs> well, that is to me the funniest era of like the now this just instant, ce- instant like ever present celebrity that everyone has to have. Like Bill Clinton is writing like political thrillers. That's right. And Hillary Clinton is doing it. And like the Her- Prince Harry has to do like a memoir that makes everyone like him less. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like you don't have to, Obama's hosting like a National Parks documentary. You simply don't have Taking to do any jobs of that. away from Gene <laughs> like, Kane. Uh, yeah, those the
1: Clintons co-writing those books is anytime a book is written by two people, I'm like that, yeah. That's a
2: bad book. You should write a book, Bridger. I I mean, I said no with Hillary Clinton. (laughs) She and I get together and write a thriller. I can talk. My friend. There was that viral clip going around about like Hillary's talking to like a French mime or something for a while. Oh right. My friend was on that show. Her name is Natalie Palomitas. She's like a great improviser, comedian. Uh, you should have her on the show. Oh, I should, You but used to like, live with her. A long time ago. Yeah, yeah. A roommate for a long time. She <laughs> like lassoed into this thing of like, you do clown work, right? Yeah, I guess a little bit. Okay, come be with Hillary Clinton and this French clown. <laughs> <laughs> what? And she had no idea. She had to sign all these NDAs. <laughs> like, and I think like that's maybe the most random jobs. Like You get flown to Paris to do clown work with Hillary Clinton. And guess what? She's not a natural. <laughs> <laughs> That's fascinating. So I, I feel like I just saw a bit of the clip. What happened? I don't know. I can't <laughs> tell you. Okay. I think she was trying to make some <laughs> connection between uh, gutsy women, gutsy women, and the act of clowning. Okay. something. Now there aren't there aren't a lot of women clowns. Or, well, I don't know that anyone ask for any of that? I feel there's not a lot of clowns in general.
1: <laughs> like clowning gone. is coming back in a oh, big way. Clown, uh, A lot of clowning. Yeah, that's true. People yeah. love to clown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The physical act of clowning. Uh, but yeah, I thought I would get you this book. You love, you know. I love Nixon. You love Nixon. You're a uh, Nixon apologist to the end.
2: <laughs> Do you know, well, you know, he did more to prevent World War III than anyone, I would say. He uh, Well, look. <laughs> Open, um, opening up relations with Maoist China, cooling things with the Brezhnev era of the Soviet Union. I mean, we take the 70s for granted. He, You know, we were at the pressure cooker in uh, 69. <laughs> and didn't he start the EPA? Probably, yeah. No, no. And he wanted to do, he wanted to do like a basic income thing that never came off. Okay. Obviously, Nixon has his downsides. <laughs> <laughs> Can't name one. No, no. But like looking, he is this sort of like, broken American figure that, like, no one likes him. He tried so hard and just made it worse and worse. (laughs) (laughs) A monstrous person. Obviously, just a terrible guy. But, uh... It is funny looking back and like, oh, wow, he actually like he did some things. Had some, <laughs> Nixon had a vision that never got realized. It's weird to me to think that he like lived into the
1: like the 90s. Like, oh, yeah. It's weird to think about Richard Nixon existing in the 90s because you only think
2: about him in the 70s. Right. Have you seen interviews with him in like the 90s? No. There's He does one. Again, Entertainment I, I Tonight. Swear, half of this is a bit, but half of it is like. There's some like Nixon wisdom at the very end of his life where he just talks about how empty like success is and how empty oh. like the retirement work. he's like, you know, just the I can't do a Nixon impression, but like, oh the, you know, the palm beaches and the and the watering holes of the world are full of such empty, empty people.
0: <laughs> and, he, and like there's just this
2: feeling of like, God damn oh. Nixon. And he was like, and he's like, the only thing that matters is purpose. <laughs> just, the fight the struggle and it's like oh nixon okay calm down Nixon. Like, but there was a moment of grace there was like this man truly has lived lived the american century was this on a book press tour i think it was like some 90s like sunday morning show oh, and he okay. died like two days later oh, so <laughs> like, it was one of his last interviews where he just like said this harrowing thing about the american dream then died. final
1: words with richard nixon <laughs> well fascinating. Well, I just thought I would get you that. It you know? is lovely.
2: Thank you. I, I actually I love getting gifts. So that's I went nice. to
1: the Goodwill and I like I had seen that a few weeks ago and I thought maybe they'll still have it, but I did see some other things. I'll tell you the other things I considered. First, there was a book called Home by Ellen DeGeneres, which okay. she kind of guides you through how to decorate your home. Oh good, yeah. <laughs> She's got that touch. Uh, in yeah, famous interior decorator. Then this was a kind of a sad thing to see. It was a Thank, welcome to our drive-through baby shower. Thank you for coming. So I think it was kind of a pandemic oh. baby shower. It's kind of a and they haunting made a, thing. To they made see. a book, like they a made print? a sign, a beautiful, oh, cute see. sign. I don't, I don't know why someone would buy that at this, this point. No, no. Um, Let's see here. I got, there was a sign that said, sometimes a glass of wine with a friend is all the therapy you need. Sure. There was a uh, photo of a couple on their 50th anniversary. We don't know what happened there. <laughs> Never seen again. And uh, that was it. But I ultimately had to
2: settle on Yeah, Yeah, you went Richard right Nixon. with Nixon. Yeah. Also, I just like that he's writing all these political books about, like, who's out there like, you know what? Who's going to make decisions? <laughs> Richard
1: Nixon. Let's get him back in the chair. <laughs> it's also fun to imagine him sitting down at a typewriter, yeah. just click
2: clacking away. What if it's really
1: good?
0: <laughs> like, my God. It's a page
1: turner. Yeah, the sentences he has, a Steinbeck. I hope that this uh, turns you
2: politically. Yeah. We well, was married to Joan Didion for a couple <laughs> years. What? Joan, I just want to say I messed up, and I <laughs> I miss you every day.
1: <laughs> um. Okay. Well, it's time to play a game. Of course. Last time we played Giftmaster, I think it's only fair that today we play Gift or a Curse. Oh, right, yes. I need, of course, a number between one and ten from you. Last time I believe I did seven. Ooh, lucky number. This
2: time, let's go uh let's go three.
1: Okay, with the number three, I will begin calculating, and you of course have the mic for a minute. Of Recommend, course. promote, do whatever you want. Anything. Right yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Uh hey there, Marvel fans. I'm talking about Ant Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania, in theaters, February seventeenth. Um, that's about it. Um, just kind of put that on a few reaction vids if you want. Uh, tweet that around. Um man and the Wasp, uh, February Coming 17th. Coming out. We've yeah.
1: got to get to the theater. Otherwise, Jeff's career will be over. The movies
2: are back. That's the important <laughs> thing.
1: Um, okay, gift or a curse. I name three things. You tell me if they're a gift or a curse and why. And, uh, of course, there are correct answers. You can lose. You can <laughs> win. You can be a middling 66%. Uh, There are several things you can do here. You can be a total zero. Let's see what happens. Okay, first up, this is a listener suggestion from someone named Sarah. Gift or a curse, cooking videos where the chef takes bites of the finished dish and
2: we're forced to watch them eat. This is tough, because this kind of hits close to the BBC, like, quippy science person to me. Like, it's not about you. Mm. Um but then again, on the flip side, Bridger, like, when you watch a travel and a food show, you need that shot of them being like, oh, that's good. Like, you need – that's why you watch the show. Mm-hmm. You see, like, Bourdain kind of open up a bit. I'm going to say curse, though, if it's a video and it's a guy in their home. Curse. <laughs> Jeff, wrong. That's a I, gift? I have to see
1: the person eat
2: the – I can't have somebody guide
1: me through a recipe and then not try it. What the – uh, the suspicion I'll have about that recipe
2: I, mm-hmm. who do I trust yeah it's going in the trash a minute Right. minute later yeah, I yeah.
1: need to see the emotion there I need to see I need to see them satisfied yeah. with the dish Yeah. You're otherwise right. it feels like there's no ending to the story yeah you're right I beefed it I messed up you, I messed uh, up I talked uh, he, myself out of it <laughs> yeah, I mean, of course nobody likes to see somebody else eat or hear someone enjoy else Enjoy themselves. To, uh, yeah. Enjoy themselves in general. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's a true hell. Uh, but I think it's necessary. Yeah. I would be very suspicious of a video where someone makes a dish <laughs> and then kind of pushes it aside. <laughs> yeah. What's happening there? Yeah. It's a, uh, unfortunately for everyone, it's a gift. Gotcha. Uh, so zero so far. <laughs> uh, number two, this is from someone named Eden. Gift or a curse? When someone ends an email or message with the phrase, more to come.
2: We're both in the industry. (laughs) So this could mean good things. (laughs) This could mean... I mean, I love when the agents are pumped that there's more to come. (laughs) More to come. Uh, Oh, I mean, Bridger, now I doubt myself. I don't know (laughs) what to say. Good. I've got you exactly where I want Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean... Okay, I'll stop dancing around. I need to make a choice. Uh, I'm going to say curse. It's a curse because email is a bad... You just didn't talk more. I I don't want to... I would rather them call me on the phone and tell me what's going on. Okay. There's more to come. (laughs) Jeff. Right.
1: Look, (sighs) there are just other ways to say more to come. (sighs) There are are these phrases throughout email that just get copy and pasted. (sighs) Jeff is so relieved right now. He's got a chance. He might survive. Uh... More, yeah. Give me a call or tell me what's coming. Yeah. Don't leave these. More I mean, come. this is actually kind of related to the eating thing. Uh-huh. I need these clear. You need the climax. Cut. Yeah, yeah. I need things to be told and uh, finished. I can't have these dangling <laughs> things happening in my life. I'm, un- I'm uncertain about everything already. So this is a curse. The phrasing of it's so annoying. Oh, Eden tried her best.
0: Oh, no. Oh, you mean. Oh, yeah, no, I mean, yeah. you mean I'm like, what? <laughs> suddenly really, I'm attacking really Eden. nitpicking no, Eden. Eden did
1: an excellent job. This is a perfect <laughs> suggestion, Eden. Right. I mean, Eden, you've got a career in it this. It shows
2: weakness is what it shows. More
1: to come. More to come. It shows weakness. It shows that this person doesn't have, they didn't bring the full dish. They don't have what it takes. They don't have what it takes. They're falling apart. <laughs> uh, we can't trust them. Okay, so you've gotten one out of uh, two so far. Here's one more. This is not a listener suggestion, which is rare. Gift or a curse,
2: deep discounts on the brands you trust. (laughs) You know, a lot of thoughts swirling around in my head right now. I'm going to go with the gut. Maybe it's wrong. Maybe it'll burn me. Maybe, you know, your your little fans will throw tomatoes at the screen (laughs) at Quantumania. I'm going to say it's a gift because every once in a while when your brand throws you a bone they don't let <laughs> you down they say hey we're here for you these hawaiian rolls got a little banged up backstage we're gonna put them here on the manager bin at ralph's like <laughs> that to me is a gift it's like i will take that for 30 cents thank you very much to me it's a gift now you know open the floodgates <laughs> <laughs> jeff how could
1: i sit here <laughs> on my own podcast where i talk about nonstop how I'm trying to save money mm-hmm. and ruining my own life and say that <laughs> deep discounts on the brands I trust are a curse. No. It's a gift. Of course. It's of course a gift. Anytime I get a deep discount on a brand I trust, is that day is a gift, and my life continues for at least uh, until I get another deep discount
2: to be a gift. Now, when it's a brand you don't trust, are you hesitant? Do you say, like, I can't trust this brand? See, that's a is curse this- because I like the trap is set. Right. However, when's the last time you opened your heart to a new brand Mm. and you're like, well, I'll give them a shot and like the Bior charcoal (laughs) deep cleansing pore strips? You know, maybe there's something there that you didn't realize. Um, Less and less. Uh, As I grow old, uh,
1: I trust less brands. You calcify, you harden your heart. Yes, I found the brands that I trust Uh and I live with them and I uh, rely on them. So when a new brand pops up, I panic. All right. But if there's a, I mean, if there is a deep discount there, it's a an opportunity to experiment. Absolutely.
2: Ironically enough, this is the theme of Mania <laughs> About like, you know what? When's the last time you just went and saw a fun movie, man? When's the last time you took your little cousin to a movie? You see him squeal and holler. Ant-Man goes big and small. He learns to let go of a few things too.
1: Okay. You know. Maybe- Does he save uh, big at
2: a, like a, fire sale or anything he gets free coffee one part oh. of the movie he gets he gets like discounts at baskin robbins okay used to work there and he gets uh he gets free coffee but the old guy thinks he's spider-man so it's oh a bit of a, yeah so yeah. he it's gets thrown in his face That's been spoiled in the trailer
1: baskin robbins is uh making a big comeback
2: I guess they didn't pay us anything. I, we we wanted to work with them. Oh, you're kidding! <laughs> it was not a branding. <laughs> oh, that's I went, incredible. I went deep. <laughs> like I just want to use Baskin Robbins. Uh, I love Baskin Robbins. Hey, they're here to stay, man. That is a brand you trust.
1: I yeah. Speaking of, um, okay, two out of three. Uh, I can't a remember. Million. Oh yeah, last time we played Gift Master, so you just won right. by uh, the nature of the game. <laughs> Today you lost, but didn't lose <laughs> terribly. Right. Yeah. Okay, we have to answer a listener. Question. Mm-hmm. This is called I Said No Emails. People write into I Said No Gifts at gmail.com. Uh, my listeners, you know, we, we say this every week. They've got problems. They uh, Their lives are out of control. They come screaming to you. Long voicemails. <laughs> they leave you yes.
2: 45
1: minute. <laughs> my voicemail <laughs> inbox is more than full at this Bridge point. Read your house! <laughs> These are these are calls that should probably be rooted to 911 uh and they're looking to me. So we get these emails and we try to answer the questions the best we can. Uh will you help me? Of course. Okay, this says Let's see. This uh we're going to read this one. Um, Dear Bridger, an exceptional guest. That's you. All the plants in my home are fake. My husband and I know our limitations and abilities. Keeping nonverbal mystery greens alive does not fall within our shared skill set. Okay. Uh, My in-laws, while very nice... Do not always consider the recipient when giving a gift. Mm. Okay, so maybe not very nice. This past Christmas, we received a beautiful and unique cactus from mm. my sister-in-law, SIL. I'm seeing a lot of S-I-L, B-I-L. This feels new to me. What is S-I-L? Sister-in-law. Oh, I see. Okay. is a new acronym that feels new to me. Mm-hmm. Sister-in-law and her partner who works with plants for a living and is passionate about them. Mm-hmm. So they got the cactus from them. Okay. Uh, while delighted to receive the cactus, I'm more concerned about the fact that I've been handed not just an obligation, but what also seems to be some sort of test. Not only must we keep this cactus healthy, but we have to master basic cactus care. If we fail to care for a plant that survives drought and blazing sun, we will deeply hurt the gift givers. I like the gift givers, which is special because I like so few people on the, this earth. We're learning a lot about yeah, this I person. Think I, yeah. I, the details, we've got we've to pull back. Uh, I did not... Oh, this person says, I did not ask for any of this. Uh, I feel you there. (laughs) All of this sounds like simple anxiety, but sadly, I followed plant- partner's instructions, and the cactus is starting to turn brown. It's as if it knows that I'm the one caring for it. My sister-in-law and the plant partner are coming for a, month, a visit in six months. Good lord. I have already taken detailed photos and measured the height and width of the cactus. Should I need to buy a new one right before they get there? Any suggestions? And how do I prevent this sort of thing in the future? I do not want any more chores. Thank you. <laughs> kind regards, Sabrina. They, them. Sabrina has... I mean, speaking of chores has just made me read uh, <laughs> a novel or at least uh, bare minimum, a novella. Yeah. Yeah. A thriller. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm
2: an absolute <laughs> Um What does Sabrina do in this situation? I don't. I feel Sabrina, just from the email, I feel maybe there's a lot of anxiety going on there. Okay. And maybe Sabrina needs to feel in control. I have this neighbor uh, that I grew up with called Sherry. Lovely woman. Okay. Decent, caring woman. Always in trouble, though. always a problem, always jumping around. Everything Sherry was, was always in trouble? Always a hassle. Oh, no, no, it was just always like something was always going wrong. Oh, right. And I thought, Sherry, you just got to calm down. And so I think <laughs> cactuses, I don't know much about them, cartoonishly easy to take care of though, right? Like you just kind of water it and it's, it's in the It's kind of the fa- a famous plant for needing nothing. Can't you just kind of like water it once a week, leave it alone, and then don't buy a replacement. Don't do the sitcom thing of buying a new dog own up and say, I'd you know, the cactus died and I'm sorry. She works with plants, she'll spot a fake a mile away. This is what I'm thinking about Sabrina,
1: and tell me if I'm wrong, Sabrina is a people pleaser. Yeah. And is so worried about S.I.L. and partner's feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that Sabrina, they've got to just say, come on over and rub their face in the dead plant. Yes. You gave this to me, There's there's no reason to try to make them happy. See something you like, and because if, let's say, Sabrina gets a new replacement, uh, a body double, the sister-in-law and brother or whoever-in-law— They'll spot it. They'll spot it. No, they're not going to spot it. Oh. What if they're tricked? Next year, they're giving Sabrina another plant. Oh, the cycle continues. Yeah. Yes. I mean,
2: I'm guilty of a lot of these behaviors. Yeah, it sounds like Sabrina just needs to get real. Sabrina's got to get real with that, the people in their life. Please it's, use that as like your your catchphrase for your intro on in the get show. Get real. Get real. <laughs> I like a Bridger, get real. It's Bridger Wynick. Get real.
1: <laughs> no, I think Sabrina's big thing here is let it die. Yeah. Do your best, but definitely let it die. <laughs> and then they're going to show up in six months. And, I mean, by then the plant is going to be rotting. It's going to be probably covered in mold. <laughs> Uh, and it'll be a real like in your face. Yeah, spider webs inside of it. <laughs> <laughs> like something's going on. Some sort of creature has made the cactus its home, <laughs> uh, and the problem will be solved. I think so. I think we've solved Sabrina's problem in a big way. Sabrina, do not write back. <laughs> do not write in again. I. How many do you do? Do you have time for one more? Or I would there, do another. Do you do want one, to do I would another?
2: love. Oh, I love this. Yeah.
1: Okay. This says. Oh, I love getting it through. You know. Weed whacking, uh-huh. you know. Dear Bridger and wise but disrespectful guest, okay. Yeah, sure. My beloved mother is turning 75 this year. Happy birthday, mom. Um, I'd love to do something meaningful for her. She is my best friend and has always been there for me. The issue is that she doesn't need or want any more things. Money is no issue for her, Ooh. but it is for me. So if I spend too much, I know she'll be unhappy. She doesn't like parties, so throwing a party is out of the question. We live many states apart, but I can travel to her. She's very active and enjoys kayaking, golf, yoga, going to the beach, and walking. Is there any kind of experience we could do together that won't break the bank? She lives in New England, if that helps. Thanks so much. Morgan. So Morgan is saying... First of all, she's best friends with a uh, Mm -hmm. 75-year-old who is also her mom. An active woman, yeah. The whole situation's pretty pathetic. Um, It sounds like she
2: doesn't have any cash.
1: Yeah, Morgan's strapped for cash, Mm -hmm. um, and the mom figure is kind of making her feel less than.
2: So mommy's got a lot of money, and Morgan doesn't. And mommy's got one foot out the door already, basically. (laughs) I'm thinking, take mommy's kayak habit. Let's go whitewater kayaking. <laughs> Mommy has an accident. Morgan, now you've got some cash. Killing your best
1: friend mm-hmm. is never a bad idea. <laughs> never a bad idea. I mean, I think that Morgan um, 75 is kind of a milestone. It's one of these things that's almost a milestone. Yeah, it's a big one.
2: But it's not, like if you die it's okay. Like if it, but it's sad, but like you know, it's right. you've reached you've reached like the save point in the game. 75, yeah, you like for it to
1: not be sad anymore, you've got to get into your 90s.
2: Yeah. Oh, 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 is that you, true now? I would think so. I fear the burden like when you're when you're like old old and Ooh. like just I feel bad for, like, old women in horror movies now. There's there's at least, like, five movies I've seen where there's just, like, a naked old woman. That's and right. The, and the point of it is, like, disgusting. Yeah, like, that's so unfair. I feel, I feel so bad. I just saw one, like, yesterday. What was it? X or yeah, Pearl. Oh, I haven't one seen X. The, the one that had, like, um, Jenna Ortega and, like, Mia Goth or something. But, like, the whole point of it was, like, this disgusting disgusting, old woman. You're making such a good point. Barbarian, uh, the witch, all that stuff. There's always just like an old naked lady and like she did she's she's an old actor. Like, leave her right. alone. Where are our disgusting grandpas? She's in the makeup chair for eight hours, like doing the mystique work or something. Yeah, to, to <laughs>
1: yeah it's so, I mean, that is such a good point. Yeah. You, I mean, have just dismantled modern horror in a huge <laughs> way. <These laughs> elevated should elevated be, horror. Sorry. That's yes. The new elevated that's like, yeah. horror. Um, they should all be ashamed. Yeah, they should. That's truly shameful. Morgan, you've really opened a door here that you didn't expect to. But, but uh, kill your mother, yes. <laughs> it's time. Morgan, I mean, I think for 75, whitewater kayaking seems dangerous. Uh, maybe you build up to that, though. You do, you know, like a nice day of golf and yoga. Mm-hmm. Um, then, like, we're doing our treat day, and then we're going to go kayaking but In here's the thing: days.
2: golf is like a social activity. That's going to give her mom a lot of chances to make little quips.
1: Oh yeah, and she you know little she's using her as remarks. her caddy.
2: Let's just be honest.
1: Little remarks Morgan's about the Morgan's finances, and uh, the,
2: maybe the people she's dated. Yes. Like that's. Uh, I think you're open, anyway, She hasn't told us anything about her mom. But I best. will
1: say to counter that, Morgan, she's on the golf course. Mom's being so mean to her. Um, <laughs> she's she's building up the feeling of wanting because ne- when she kills her, she'll have she won't
2: question it for a moment. Yes, a rage. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah she'll, you're, have, you're, you're, she'll be boiling at that point. <laughs> That's so true. Like if you're taking someone out onto the river to kill, you've got hours of guilt. You've got hours <laughs> of like, am I actually going to do it or not? Like, oh, you know, you you shake. But if you let her just prick and prick and prick and prick, <laughs> then you can just... It's
1: a crime of passion. Right. No matter how much fun you have in that kayak, you'll be mad. You'll, <laughs> yeah. You will be mad at her and you won't be able to forgive her. And then she drowns or gets dashed against a rock or something. <laughs> and then all of your problems are completely solved. More, I'm so glad Morgan wrote in. Mm. Uh, New England is kind of a vague description we don't quite know where she's living it's maine it's massachusetts it's what else qualifies as new england
2: vermont yeah rhode island, rhode Is that, island. That, that, that area that, i just don't like that area of the world very much oh interesting i, well, I, I, I love I, well, that's un, that's unfair that's unfair <laughs> I, th- I think i just feel insecure around those college kids oh uh, well <laughs> I, or if I, feel, like, I
1: mean if you're spending all you're just kind of wandering around harvard yeah but you know the leaves the fall leaves that is beautiful
2: yeah yeah the national parks are great acadia up in maine the, hiking around the there's leaves some maple
1: syrup mm. all kinds of things you've got to visit this is this podcast is sponsored by new england visit new england today um okay we answered two questions perfectly mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we've given each other gifts that we'll hold on to for well i'm going to use these to kind of help myself get uh ready for public viewing. I will remove my blackheads. Just three at a time,
2: raw skin. <laughs> all over my Just, face. Yeah, all,
1: eyebrows. <laughs> um, I'm so happy you could return, Jeff. This
2: was a delight. I,
1: I didn't know I was the like first returning guest. I'm like Now I'm like a staple of the show. You're a friend of the show, the first oh. friend of the show. We don't have a lot of friends on the show. Oh <laughs> They've all left. Mostly yeah. <laughs> enemies. We're making a lot of enemies. Uh, so for someone to return is a rare thing. Mm. And uh, the listener's thrilled. I'm thrilled. Annalise was uneasy. Nervous the whole time. Nervous (laughs) the whole time. Uh, But uh, thank you for being here. Thank you so much. And listener, we've come to the end of the podcast. I mean, you've lived through history. What a day you're having. Hopefully this energizes you to do something I don't know uh, whatever you do do something with do your something life do something with your life you're such a little pig <laughs> uh, this is the end of the podcast move on I love you goodbye I Said No Gifts is an exactly right production it's produced by our dear friend Annalise Nilsson and it's beautifully mixed by Liana Squilacci and we couldn't do it without our guest booker Patrick Kotner. The theme song, of course, could only come from Miracle Worker Amy Mann. You must follow the show on Instagram at I Said No Gifts. I don't want to hear any excuses. That's where you get to see pictures of all these gorgeous gifts I'm getting. And don't you want to see pictures of the gifts?
0: When I invited you here I thought I made myself perfectly clear When you're a guest in my home
1: Follow I Said No Gifts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I really don't care. Just don't miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, rate and review the show. It's the least you can do. It really is. It's the bare minimum. Visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase I Said No Gifts merch. What a wonderful way to support the show. Support the show!